Thinking back to our reading, I'm just going to zip through uh, a few names. Phoebe, and then there's Priscilla and Aquila. There's uh, Epinetus, I think. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Mary, Andronicus, Junior, Ampelatus, Urbanus, Stachys, Apelles, Aristobulus and his family, Herodian, Narcissus, Tryphena and Tryphosa, uh, Persis, Rufus, Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobas, Hermas, Philip, like Julia, Nereus, uh, Olympus, all these different people. Paul gives these lists of, of like names and who are they? These are people who are like the, the community leaders. They're the, the MC leaders of the church. They're the, the, the everyday people who get on living their lives and see people come to know Jesus, who do the works and the words of Jesus in power all over the place. And we don't even know them. This morning, I, I want to apologise. If ever and this is from me, but I kind of want to say it on behalf of anyone who stood in front of you in the church. If any of us who stand up in front of church have made you feel like we're the ones who have the gifts and the skills and the power and the abilities, and you're just somehow the people who turn up or the people who pay your money or the people who pray or the people who just follow, if we've made you feel like we're the special people and you're the ordinary people, we have got the gospel wrong and I am sorry. I am not the leader of this church because I am the most gifted member of it. I'm the leader of this church because that's the particular calling God has asked me to do, to serve and work that we all might be the disciples of Jesus running around doing his stuff speaking his words and doing his actions. The, the point of the church is not that you all bring people so that me or somebody special can lead them to Jesus. If, if we preach that, we've got the gospel all wrong. We're all one in Jesus. We're all both insignificant and massively significant. All of us equally like we have different gifts, but we're all people called to share the love of Jesus and to see that fruitfully happen. I feel like for lots of you, you have thought of yourselves as just as not the main branches, as not the fruit bearing big branches like that tomato plant. You kind of just looked at yourself as those little bits that grow and just add on and you just hope no one chips you out. But I hope I showed you in that picture that that. Those things that think little of themselves, those, those things that seem unimportant are what God uses time and time and time and time again. The greatest hero of the Israelite people before the birth of Jesus was Moses. And at the age of 40, Moses had achieved nothing. He had failed, he had murdered and he had run away. And when God came to him and said, I've got this great plan for you, he said, I can't do it, I can't speak, I'm not good enough. 
And God gave him these miraculous signs and he still wasn't sure. But God was patient with him. Gideon saved his people and he said, oh, but I'm the youngest. I'm the, you know, I'm the most insignificant. Pick somebody else. I'm the one that got bullied at school. I'm the one that nobody was interested in. I'm the one who's always been passed over. And yet God uses Gideon and he doesn't just use him. He gives him an army and then knocks it down to virtually nobody and then saves the nation. God doesn't call people who are ready. He calls people who, who know. Like the people who think they're something, God finds it hard to use because they will take credit. And God wants to show his power and his love and his glory on the earth and to use the gifts and skills that he's given us. But, but it's about him and his glory, not the glory of human beings, because we get lost in pride and we get lost in competition. And, and he doesn't. He does everything out of perfect love. And the more we focus on him, the, the more we grow and the better we are. And the more we focus on ourselves, the more we get turned insular and it, it falls apart. So if you think you can't be an evangelist, you might be in the best place to be one. If you're scared, if you're not sure, if you don't know how, that is where God wants you in order to use you, in order to work with you. You might be one of those people who, you know, you read uh, Romans 16 and go, who? Their names are in the Bible. And, and what's really interesting is the number of those names which are clearly female. You know, the Bible is full of blokes doing all the stuff because it was written by blokes who maybe washed over the women and left them out. But even so, we can see what happens uh, in our Bible readings as a church this week. We were in the end of Mark's Gospel and at the cross... Mark records that it's the women who are there. It's the women who are at the foot of the cross. It's the women who are the witnesses that see Jesus put in the tomb. It's the women who are the ones who go and tell Peter and John who then come running. The first evangelists were women. And why do I major on that? You're sort of going, well, I'm a bloke. What does that say to me? Well, women in that culture were not seen as speakers. In a law court, a man's voice meant more than a woman's. But God chose the women to speak through. He chose people who weren't seen as important or seen as valuable within that society in the same way that a man was. And he chose to speak through them. He chose, Jesus came in the backwater of the empire. He came to Jerusalem. He came to well, he didn't. He came. He didn't even come to the capital city of a backwater of the empire. He came to a northern village in the backwater of the empire and started out in the north in Galilee. Well, anything good come from Galilee? God chooses the things of this world that people discard, overlook, and don't think are important, and uses them, works with them, brings them into His family, and says, "Let's do this together." So when we're talking about sharing our faith in evangelism, if there's any way that you disclude yourself, any way you go, I can't or I couldn't or it won't or 
That is a lie that comes from the enemy to stop you doing something great. You can be fruitful and multiply in this earth. You can see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And I believe God wants to do a work of salvation in our church. He wants to show us all how to share our faith and be fruitful. And each community, uh, each household, each person to know the joy of giving away the love of Jesus and seeing someone's life transformed. And I'm not going to pressure you with that. I don't need targets and times and, you know, it's the overflowing fruitfulness of a heart that is surrendered to God and follows him. And yet it's scary. Anytime I go out and do something that's mission, I feel sick and I'm scared and I don't want to do it. But it takes that, that discipline and I'm going to do it anyway. If you've ever done anything worthwhile, it's probably hard the first few times. It's probably often hard. I've done more exercise during lockdown. I don't ever, well, not never, but rarely do I get up and go, yes, I want to do my exercise. But man, I feel brilliant afterwards. A friend of mine calls it type two fun. The kind of fun you don't want to do, but afterwards you feel great. Type one fun is just, this is easy and nice and great. Type two fun is, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to learn to run a marathon. Oh, but when you've achieved, and I ran a half marathon, I haven't done a full marathon. Like, I've done a half marathon. I can say that forever. When I learned to share my faith, when I turned from being the guy who just talked at the front of the church and saw some things happen during Alpha or talks because other people had brought them, when I said to God, look, I've never had that experience of knowing someone and bringing them to faith. When I was honest with God and I, I just admitted to him that I didn't think I could and I gave him the time and space to work in me, it started to happen. And I never thought I would be able. I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I was an evangelist. I thought I had too much pride. I thought I had too much blah, 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 blah. I had all these reasons. And it just took some humility. It took some prayer. And it took some asking God what to do. And you may say, well, I can't hear God's voice. and I don't know how to pray. uh, And I'm too proud or too humble. God can overcome your stuff and there are people around this church who'd love to go on that journey with you and talk you through it if you just ask we are all people who know Jesus and we can give that away I'm sorry if we've made that too complicated in church I'm sorry if we've made you feel like you're not capable I'm sorry if we've undermined the glorious message of Jesus, which is that everyone is equal in the kingdom of God. Whatever our our background, whatever our race, whatever our history, whatever our gender, you know, whatever. There's now no longer slave or free or male or female, you know, all of it, black, white, whatever. Paul says we're, we're all one. We all get the same Holy Spirit. We all get the same relationship with God the Father. We all get the same amazing gift from Jesus' death and resurrection for us. There's no hierarchy. Some of us are called to to obvious things that are seen in the public eye. Some of us are called to serve in places where we're not seen. and, And we're called through those different things through our lives. We accept where we're called. 
We find joy in doing it. We feel content in it. And we don't disclude ourselves. Whenever you feel discluded, that is not a word from God. That is a lie from the enemy. And if people have spoken over you, if people have said, you can't, you won't, this is why, that's the issue, don't believe them. Believe the words of Jesus Christ who called you, who called you by name. When I came to faith, the words of Isaiah 43 were the words that were spoken over me. I have called you by name and I have redeemed you. That's what God says. He calls you to fruitfulness. And John 15 says that's not about our gifts and skills. It's about our abiding and resting in him, about becoming his friends and, and listening and knowing him. So you might say, I don't know how to hear his voice. Well, ask somebody for help who's good at that. You might say, I don't know how to talk to people. Ask somebody for help who's good at that. But start by asking God. Start by praying, God, I want to make a disciple. I want to see someone come to know you. Every time I've prayed that prayer, God has given me someone to share faith with. And it's been fruitful. It's not always worked out perfectly, but it's been fruitful. There's always somebody close to you who's open and ready to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. I have had to pray that prayer sometimes for six months. But I've, I've met deeply with Jesus in that journey. So please, forgive us if we have ever made you feel like it's not something that you're capable of or your job. Forgive yourself for not stepping out in the past. Forgive those people who might have undermined your capability to do this. And then let's step forward in joy and say, yes, I can. The same power that raised Jesus from the death lives in me. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. He once said, I am the light of the world. And then he said, you are the light of the world. Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full. And that fullness, that joy, the most fun thing to do is to give away his love and share him and see lives transformed. Please do not disclude yourself from the glory and the wonder of life in Jesus and giving that away. And it's simple. You pray, you talk to him, you read your Bible, you be in community with others, you humbly ask for help for, from other Christians who are further on the line, down the line than you. And you're just ready to do whatever God says and keep being corrected, keep doing what you're told, and then you see fruit. And it may take you six days, six months, six years, but you will see fruit. We only lose as Christians when we give up. So how about we stop giving up on sharing our faith and we start believing in a God who loves us, who wants to do it with us and wants to do it for our good and their good, not to pressurise, not to hurt, not to undermine, but so that we might all be the joyful, overflowing kingdom family of God who have the joy of seeing others come to know him.
Let me pray for us. I want to break off you right now in the name of Jesus, all the lies of the enemy, all the lies of people, all the lies of church that have ever said to you, you can't do this. So in the name of Jesus, in the power of Holy Spirit, I break off all those lies and I speak the truth that you are called by name, by Jesus Christ, to be his ambassador, his embassy, full of Holy Spirit on this earth. I declare over you that you have the ministry of reconciliation, of bringing people back to their Heavenly Father, that you get to give away the love of God without measure, that you can see transformation in the lives of people around you. I speak over you that God loves you, that you can hear his voice, you will hear his voice in whatever way that is for you. It may not be an audible voice, it may not be pictures in your brain, it could be feelings in your gut, it could be pictures in, from outside, it could be anything. But God does love you. You are his sheep and you do hear his voice. I speak over you that you will be fruitful, that you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living, that you will see healings and miracles. If you follow this journey, and Lord, help us to follow you, help us to lay down our lives, follow you, and not just be fired up because some bloke spoke something into a video once, but that we would make this about you and us, we'd make this about you and our community and us, you and our prayer partner, our accountability, our two and three partner, partner and, and, and you, God, be with us. Help us to do all of this with you. Not as like cringing servants, not as people who feel we have to, not as people who just want you to be our fairy godfather who blesses and gives everything we want, but people who have laid down our lives and expect to do life alongside you. Lord, would you come, would you break all that off, and would you make us fruitful in you and full of your joy as we share your love.